We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into episode 10 of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. <laughs> the clock has started for one Tyler Siski. Uh, that's him. I'm Neil McCrady. We'll be with you here for the next however long we're here. We've got some stuff to get to today. NFL thoughts. John Rice Plumley, um, who uh, Tyler once uh, coached, I guess, was on the staff at the time. Uh, he's now the quarterback at UCF. We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about quarterback competitions at Auburn and LSU. Tyler's got some insight on those. And we're going to talk about Bill Connolly's SP Plus predictions as well. Uh, we were just talking in the live stream before we hit the button here. Um, pretty interesting stuff. I'd actually love to sit down with him. Hopefully, Tyler will not be overly, um, overly distracted. He is totally into this uh, – Champions League qualifier on uh, TV2. You notice how you got that behind my head? I will never – you will never have to worry about me turning my neck. I'm, I'm safe today. Got that on one. We've got Cubs-Cardinals on Now, we'll other. be picking at that. Uh, aside, the uh, young right-hander for the Cubs making his major league debut. Here, a little trouble here in the third. Oh, that's a strike. Come on. Um, Not by the computers. Yeah. I guess the umpire got it right, technically. The umpire's like, ooh. You guess. know where they miss on the computer strike zone? They miss high. Like, they, there's a lot of high strikes by the computer that the umpire Umpires just call. don't like calling. They don't like that. calling high strikes. Yeah. Just That's just years and years of that pitch being a ball. Even though the computer says it's a strike, it's something they just don't want to do. Uh, thanks to Kyle Wilson already for the super chat. He says, one of the best podcasts out there. Would y'all do a live show out of the studios? Rain, MFR, woo. Does he um, want me to say it? Is that what that is? No, I think he just he's saying he's pumped. Let's see. Uh, let's talk about rain for just a minute. We'll take care of our, our friends at rain because they take care of us. Uh, I got something moved around in a file. Hang on. Almost there. We are brought to you by rain. Total body fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine. BCAAs. Electrolytes. Zero sugar. 
It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I've got, um, I'm back to the orange dreamsicle today, which is good. I was kind of, I was in Fayetteville over the weekend and we were, um, I was having a, a late lunch on Saturday with um, my daughter Campbell and her friend Chloe and my wife. And somehow the topic turned to orange soda, I guess, because we were at a Tacos for Life and they had okay the soda fountain. Yeah. And we were talking about what sodas we like as we all drank water. And uh, <laughs> I was talking about how much I sometimes just crave an orange soda. So it's almost like you were there. What do you have today? Dude, I'm going with the uh, cherry limeade. I saw somebody in the chat said they loved it. Yeah, cherry limeade's fantastic. Yeah. So, and by the way, I do have a rain update. I'll talk to my guy Bob on... I don't know, Friday, Saturday. I talked to him today, but we were talking. I said, yeah, we went over the podcast because he was out of town in Idaho or somewhere. And uh, I was like, yeah, we went on the whole rain deal last week. So the flavor update, so Sour Apple, all of those that you see on the website, they're still on the website because you can buy them on Amazon. Okay. But in the stores, they're going to stick to the main flavors, which is Cherry Limeade, Melomania, the Razzleberry, the um, Orange Dreamsicle, and a couple more. There's like six total that they're sticking to. And then those are going to be available. Those uh, other flavors, you'd have to get on uh, Amazon. Well, you know what? Our next show, I guess we're doing on Thursday. Thursday. That might be something we do. We might just do an Amazon order. I might just have some rain shipped here. Because <laughs> I'm. Do you think they could find your address? Uh, Amazon? Yeah. Yes. Hey, by the way, I almost texted you the other day. So I was waiting on my man cave to arrive on Saturday. When Amazon, I guess when Amazon actually delivers it to your house, the actual Amazon truck, yeah, you it you can track your shipment. And so it literally says seven stops away, six stops away, five stops away. Did you know that? I did not know that. Dude, I was like, I mean, I was all in. Really? I, yeah. That I was did able, something for you? Yeah, because I was able to plan my day oh, around when my well, that's true. TVs were going to get there. It was a Saturday delivery. Because you sure didn't want those sitting on the front porch for very long. No, no, didn't want that. And then, um, but my neighborhood's cool here, so I wouldn't think I would have a problem. You really have to want to come get my house if you want to <laughs> get to my house. Um, I mean, you got to, like, have me targeted. Um, but I got good neighbors. Um, so I had to make sure I got my uh, TV set up for the UFC pay-per-view on Saturday night. So that was quite the upset, by the way. We're not going to spend much time on this, but the, yeah. the the kick that everyone's still talking about, I've seen it. You saw it? Yeah. Look that, at you. I know. Um, that was kind of out of the blue. The guy was losing the fight, right? Yeah, he was. He he literally got his ass kicked for 23 and a half minutes of the fight. He did have a moment in the first round, but that's Usman who is uh, in welterweight. That's how what he does. He's a wrestler. He, I think he'd won 16 in a row or whatever He just kind of wears you down. He just wears you down. It's boring. It's not typical – UFC, he wrestles you to death, and then he's he will put you to sleep because he has immense power, but he's a wrestler, right? And uh, he just basically beat the guy's ass for 23 minutes in a, in a five-round fight, which the championship fights are five rounds or the main events. And then... So dude, it's five five-minute five rounds. Five five-minute rounds in championship or main event uh, main events on fight cards and things like that. Okay. Everything else is three rounds. And then uh, the guy faked a a left jab he went and covered up and then just moved his head to get off of line and he followed up with a left kick and he ran right into it yeah knocked him out like cold night night that's what that's what i love about the sport is no matter how dominant you are you're one punch away of uh 
getting your lights put out. And it's a, uh, and I choose violence. So I love it. So yeah, I, I, I saw that discussion and I said, well, I'm going to go pull this up so I can be somewhat educated about it. And I saw it. I was like, wow. Yeah. That was for Kentucky Red, by the way. He wanted to, my thoughts on yeah. it. I was shocked. I mean, my, my son were both watching it and were just floored by, I mean, we were just kind of like resigning the fact that the pay-per-view was over and we're just going to decision. And then it just, and that was one of those Joe Rogan, ah, moments. Yeah, you yeah. just, I had no, didn't see it coming. Because he didn't throw a punch for like 15 minutes. It was, he, he quit. You know, it was like when you're watching the guy. Yeah. Like, I was like, that dude, this dude quit. He didn't want to be there anymore. And then got lucky, found one. In that case, luck counts. It does, all day long. Um, so anyway, thanks to everybody for being in the stream. Our numbers have been awesome. Appreciate all of you for uh, telling people. Do us a favor, hit the like button. If you don't subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel, it costs you nothing. Just hit subscribe. You can do the bell for notifications if that makes you happy. It would make me happy, but if you don't want to, it's okay. It's okay. Nobody's going to force you. Oh, we've got to get on a mission here. Like, Let's subscribe. Let's get all these people in here. If you're listening and you're not subscribed, look, just log in with your Google email, hit the freaking subscribe button, let's ride, and then hit the like button. Yeah. Let's get this thing to 10,000. What do you think? By football season, you want to get it to 10K? Ooh, that would be fan freaking tastic. Um, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's do it. I mean, why not? We're at we're at five point two thousand right now. Uh, I was looking at another. I, I tell you, it was it was Texags. Yeah, you know, I watched a lot of their stuff. Um, they do Billy Luigi and those guys have built an empire, and they're a little over eight thousand. So let's get to 10. Let's get to 10. Why not? If we could get to 10 by the end of the football season, that would be I mean, seriously, amazing. You, you have a Google account or you know somebody. I mean, they don't even have I mean, just look, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and let's ride. Let's get it to 10 just to say we can. Financially, it'd be pretty nice, wouldn't it? That Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a game changer. It'd be, it'd be a game changer. <laughs> I mean, or somebody can just go create 10,000 Google emails. I mean. Gmails, I guess. Is, I don't yeah. want to say Google email. Who knows? Sound like a 97-year-old man right there. Google emails. All right, so where do you want to start today? You want to start NFL? Yeah, let's do NFL. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way before I piss everybody off with my John Rice Plumley take. Oh, God. I don't even know that I want to hear that. I'm braced for that. Yeah. You may not like me after that one. You're going to create more problems for me? I am. Okay. I'm going, as I go home, I'm just going to enjoy my night and see your your board just turn to flames. On a night when I'm going to Tupelo. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Appreciate you, Tyler. <laughs> it's always good to be loved. Um, uh, NFL preview. All right. Let's, let's talk about uh, is it, it's Kayon or Kenyon Thibodeau. Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon. Defensive lineman, rookie uh, for the Giants. Yep. Highly thought of. Got kind of chop blocked on. Did a, you see it? Yes. Okay. Thaddeus Moss. Thaddeus Moss. Um, in a preseason game the other day against uh, Cincinnati. Um, a lot of people called it dirty, called it, yeah. called it cheap. I, I did not think that live because uh, he wasn't being held up and then blocked. That's the dirty. Yeah. It wasn't a, an illegal block. Right. Okay. So this has been a block that's been around forever and they've actually made it illegal in college. Okay. Recently. All right. But we ran it every game. I bet we ran it 40 times. And it's, we used to tag a seal call, S-E-A-L call, okay. to the end of inside runs. We did it on basically outside zone or inside zone. Okay, some people call it duo now or whatever. You may hear some analysts trying to throw that name in there. But 
what it would tell the backside tight end to do would be to come across the ball, and he's going to seal, okay, or basically create a, build a wall backside for the cutback. So if you get heavy pursuit front side by your backers, then you can basically build a wall and create a huge cutback lane for your running back. Okay. okay that's what it's for. All right. Now, let's, let's talk about a few things. One is, if you and you've been to a 1,000 practices over your career, right? At, at least. Okay. I, 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 wouldn't, I, you would, see I would hate to have to count. The linebacker and outside backer room or position group, they have a big-ass medicine ball, right? And they roll it at them, and they, and they work on defending the cut block. Yes. Okay? Every position group in the history of football has that. And so the, the way he defended himself on that block was not very good. And if you had to, if I had to put my money on it, I wish I had a different angle. I would damn near bet you he had his eyes closed, because he went, he tried to wrong shoulder a cut block. That's no bueno. You're not going. That's bad technique. It's why you stick your hand out, and all you do, if you want, and I will tell you what's what's taught. Okay, okay. so don't y'all don't get. It. I'm just going to tell you, it's a violent game. Here we go. If the guy goes to cut you, and you see it coming. Here's what you do. You put your hand down and you put it on his head or his shoulders and you push him to the ground because that's what's going to happen. And then you give him the business, okay, while he's on the ground. And he won't cut you again. If you want to stop somebody from cutting you, you see it coming, you slam his head or his shoulder pads into the ground, and then you give him the business while he's on the ground. He will not cut you ever again. And when you say give him the business. It, you give him the business. Gotcha. Okay, you you. That, that happens. He's down, and you, he's down, and you, you and you make him pay the price for trying to take your knees out. Now that's that's problem one. Now, as an offensive guy, I always got pissed about this. Is the reason that this is a dangerous block is because of the technique that the defensive coaches teach the guy. All right, so what they're trying to do is they're going to try to keep their shoulders parallel to the line of scrimmage so they can redirect if the quarterback keeps the ball and make a play on the quarterback. So they're trying to play two guys. And so the technique in itself puts the, puts the defensive end and or outside backer in danger by the technique they're teaching. Okay. So who's the asshole here? Why not teach a different technique if you're worried about your guy getting hurt? No, you'd rather him figure out how to take on the block and make and cover two guys. Does that make sense? Sure. And so – the block's been around for 100 years. Now, they did make it illegal um, in college, and our good friend Gus Malzahn, who's now in Central Florida, all right, he's going to run it 78 times a game. I mean, he, that, that tight end, that's what he does. And so now they're staying up. But that's really the only dangerous cut block there is. It's not. And they're, they've changed all the cut rules, and now this year it's going to be offensive linemen in the box and all that mess. But cutting is a part of the game. It's been a part of the game for a long time. And everybody's like, oh, it's dangerous. Well, how about if you're an offensive guy? Let me say this from an offensive guy standpoint, and we're not even 45 minutes in. I get a little, I get a little pissed off about this. I know you're a little angry. A little, but uh, coaching, I, coaching receivers on the perimeter, okay, and I got Elijah Moore, or I got a slot guy out there that I'm asking to block a safety. So now I'm supposed to just sit here, and he's supposed to stand there and let you get a 15-yard running head start and try to block you. Head. It's physics. It's not going to work. Of course, yeah, it's going to go low. So if you want to freaking come full, and it's legal if you cut outside, if you cut uh, inside out, it's legal. Okay, that's how it's always been. You can't allow a two hundred and twenty pound guy to get a, a two hundred feet running head start and just sit there and just try to catch the guy. Okay, all these high blocks on the perimeter and things. You know what it's going to cause? It's going to cause concussions. And we're supposed to be 
getting away from that, right? That's that's been the, the the big focus is to avoid the head injury, to avoid concussions, to avoid the high hits, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's this is going to create this rule. Yes, it will save an, a knee injury or two. Do not get me wrong; I, I understand that. But it's, if it's taught the right way to defend it, and it's done legally within the rules, guys don't get. I mean, there's 10 million cuts to ACL tears. Again, the dangerous one is the one that you saw the other day. But it still could be – that happens so often that if it's defended the right way from the defensive standpoint, you can prevent injury. Well, you know, and so for me, it's you're, you're, you're you know, robbing from Peter to pay Paul. So you're going to end up, you're going to end up with more concussion uh, issues because you're going to have more head-to-head collisions. Yeah, I, I think what surprised people is you just don't see a lot of that in the NFL, especially – especially in the preseason. You just don't see a lot of low blocks at the line of scrimmage like that. Well, yeah, and, and I'm with you, and I agree that. But, all right, you're, you're getting paid a lot of money to make sure that that guy doesn't come across, okay? And it's, been, it's part of the game. It's been a part of the game. And, mm. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was – I don't think he was trying to hurt the guy. But at the same time, Thibodeau didn't do himself any favors the way he took on the block. He probably had his eyes closed. So, in film, he's going to be – chastised for the way that he took the block on well probably not because he was a first uh, top five pick and he's hurt you're not going to like pick on the guy because of that but if he did not get if he was fine and there was no injury involved yeah something would have been said to him probably lesson he's learned though yeah lesson learned yeah lesson learned all right tom brady (laughs) i'm not aware of this shooting shooting the deuce in the middle of camp what happened did you not that's my point right is we got all this stuff happens in these NFL camps, all right? You got Aaron Rodgers. We know everything about Aaron Rodgers. If he's if he likes the vaccine, if he doesn't, if he goes to, if he's wearing, he doesn't. He doesn't. I didn't mean to get you started on that. <laughs> like I, I tried to throw you a softball to get you hyped. I should have waited about forty five <laughs> minutes to get you cranked up on that. Well, I just was answering in case you wanted to know whether he yeah. did or didn't. He doesn't. But you know what he's wearing and all that stuff. Well, Tom Brady leaves training camp for ten days, and nobody says anything for personal reasons. I didn't know that. My point, nobody covers it. What happened? Did Giselle feel lonely? Here's what, I mean, yeah. somebody I don't know is probably out there by now. I imagine because he came back to practice. So if he's interviewed, I apologize. I haven't seen it. I've been busy the last couple of days. But apparently he went on vacation that he had promised before. That's what I heard from my NFL people. But, <laughs> but like, dude, if you're coming back <laughs> – if you decide to come back to the play the NFL, I mean that's kind of part of the deal. You know what I mean? Like you just you give up your vacations. But doesn't I, I'm with you for the sake of a podcast? I'm going to argue. Please, I'm I'm interested. If you're Tom Brady, does anyone is anyone inside that organization going to hold it against him that he misses ten days in early August? No, but let me tell you where it's going to hit you. Okay, about week four, when somebody screws up and he goes to go live it on somebody. Because the reason, one, he's the greatest of all time because of his work ethic. He's not the most gifted person that's ever played the game. We agree with that? Oh, of course. All right. His work ethic, his mentality, and his approach and his hard work, his work ethic is what's got him to that point. And when he goes to get on some somebody on his team yeah. about how hard he works, that's going to come back up. They're going to say, well, you weren't there in camp. Yeah. Although I would – You decide to take a vacation. Why can't I take a vacation? I would wonder if – if anyone in that organization under the age of, say, 25 would, nuts. would have, yeah, I was going to say the stones to say something to Tom Brady. No, probably not. But, like, it's going to be said. I mean, you look, guys are. Might be thought behind the back. Might be whispered behind his back. I just don't know that. 
I think he has built up so much capital. And it also makes me wonder. I mean, I can't even, I, I know nothing about this. I'm actually just kind of thinking out loud. It almost makes me wonder if indeed he actually was going to retire. They talked him out of retirement. And oh, that's exactly what happened. And he was like, hey, look, I promised this trip. Yeah, I've already got this trip, right? Well, what like, are just, saying? It's non refundable? Is he worried about it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they're like, just go. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, we'll take you back. Whatever. I'll go. Well, look. I but if I'm him, I'm like in the moment in January or February. Okay, that sounds great. But in August, I I would feel weird leaving my team for. 10 I would days. feel extremely weird. I mean, two days, sure. Ten, no. I mean, I don't know. But nobody's really talking about it. They're kind of just giving it a pass. And it might just be the Bucks going. We don't care. We just need you in September. We'll play this other guy for a couple of weeks in preseason. Frankly, he needs the work. Don't do something stupid. Don't go bungee jump. Just if yeah. And but here's the thing too: is a lot of fans. I want to make sure a lot of fans know this. I love the NFL. And when you when you go to when you go to uh, watch these preseason games, right? A lot of these teams have spent the whole week practicing together. Yeah. So when the game comes, like a lot of the elite stars don't play in the game to prevent the injury, but they've practiced all week. Right. You know, with the ones against that and team. And they usually have had some sort of a workout on the field before the game. Correct. Yeah. It's not like they just show up and, and, and you, know, you know, smoke them if you got them. Here's your cold beer. Enjoy the game. It's nothing like that. They work their ass off before the game starts. Yeah. And with him being gone for, you know, really 10 days, 12 days, right in the middle of camp, that's, that's just odd to me. And nobody's covering it. Like, nobody cares. Like, it's not a big deal. I don't understand how – I mean, they're sitting in a position, and we'll get to their division in a minute. I mean, yeah. I mean, leadership's kind of important, and that's kind of what he's built on. I wouldn't, as a leader, and arguably one of the best leaders to ever play the game. I don't. That just didn't make any sense to me. You know, it's possible that he just needed a mental break, <sighs> right? Because if you've been listening to MPW Digital over the years, you know I'm a big fan of mental health therapy, right? Well, he I've, needs. I've needed it at times. During the pandemic, my girls needed it. A couple of them, both of them. I only have two that I'm aware of. <laughs> There's no stigma. Nothing to be ashamed of. Taking care of your mind is just smart. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? Well, that's how our brains work. So why, why do we treat the, why, why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. Plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, learning a new language, watching soccer, you're smooth, or uh, taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MPW. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. That was smooth. That was really smooth. I mean, like, like you've done this before. It's like I've done some radio in my time. <laughs> like, I have no idea where you, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's talent. <laughs> that's true talent. I wonder if they prescribe rain. That'll get your mind right. That'll, it'll get your mind moving, I'll tell you that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I'll wake up at 3 in the morning tomorrow, like, wired. Laura's like, you can't sleep? I'm like, no. She's like, did you have a ring? I'm like, I did. 
She goes, well, that's why you're awake. I'm like, guess I'm going to go do my mailbag yeah. now. It'll get your mind right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get you work ahead. I do. It's it's funny, man. I get. I can already tell. No joke. We're going to move to football. I can already tell that this August into September, I'm more ready for it. Last year, I kind of worked through July, and the year before that, with the pandemic and stuff, I just worked. That's all I did. Yeah. And last year in football season, there were a few times I was like, come on, got to go. Got to get up. Let's go. And I can already tell because I took that two weeks off. It makes all the difference in the world. I really did. I took two weeks where I was basically off. I think I made Chase nervous. <laughs> but I took some time off, and I'm fresher. My, mentally, I'm just kind of ready to roll. And maybe some of it is I, I'm in a little better shape, a little better, just a little more mentally fit, physically fit, maybe the whole deal. But I'm, I can tell that, like, because sometimes, like, first part of, August for me when like camp is getting started where it was covering Auburn or Ole Miss whatever I'm like oh damn it I'm about to work so hard but you know and this time I was like I'm good I'm ready to roll let's go I think it's something with the water I'm convinced when I'm around water and here's the crazy part is I don't my wife and my parents are freaking dying right now and all my family if they listen I don't like getting in the water at the beach okay I'm freaking terrified of sharks I understand and that's because of going fishing offshore. I've seen them. You, yeah, I know where they're at. They're monsters. <laughs> they're out there, and um, and I and everybody's like, "Oh, you go out there, you ain't gonna get, you know, you're not gonna get bit by a shark. You'll get struck by lightning." I was like, "Look, you're right." As a matter of fact, my wife's comment was, "You'll get struck by lightning playing golf more frequently than you'll um, get bitten by a shark in the ocean." I said, "You're right, but I don't go play golf in a thunderstorm either." And right. so, when you put yourself in those positions, the probability goes up. I always view it this way, and I'm not as scared of it as you are, but I always am aware that I'm going into someone else's home. Yeah, and I, I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't play. I don't, look, I don't mess with sharks, alligators, snakes, or ghosts. And besides that, I really don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm really not scared of anything else. So you do believe in ghosts? Absolutely. I can tell you, me too. I'm, seen, this is not a joke. No, I've seen a ghost. Like In I, Mobile. I'm, that's a scary place, by the way. That, that's a very haunted place. A lot of ghosts in Mobile. A lot of ghosts in Mobile. Yeah, you can feel it. Mobile's got a different feel to it. Yeah, especially during the mid, Midtown area. Mid, midtown to downtown. That's where I was. I was in Midtown. See? Right off of Dolphin. If you live if you live in like Sarah Land or Spanish Fort, you're safe. Well, Spanish Fort's got some places. But, uh, you know, you're probably safe. Get down close to Midtown. There's some ghosts down there now. I now look forward to some of our late October Shows. Oh, dude. I, I, we, I can have, I can do an entire podcast on, on ghost. Clay just said ghosts don't exist. Okay. I mean, whatever you think, Clay. Whatever helps you sleep at night. I mean, that's like me saying snakes don't exist. Yeah. I mean. Sounds good. Sounds good. Until you get a rattlesnake in your bed. All right. Let's talk some divisions. You want to go AFC or NFC first? Um, let's do AFC. All right. We'll start in the AFC East. Everybody's hot pick, and I get it, is the Buffalo Bills. Bills, Miami, Patriots, and the Jets in that division. The Jets dodged a bullet with uh, Zach Wilson's injury. He needs to play. They're nowhere near ready. The Patriots don't feel like the Patriots anymore. It's almost like Tom Brady mattered. And a pretty big year for uh, Tua and the, and the Dolphins. It feels like a pretty important season for them. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. The the Bills, so Josh Allen, I'll try to sneak some fantasy stuff in here too. Josh Allen 
I love him. He's my favorite quarterback. If I get a chance to draft him, I got to be careful what I say because I think some of the guys in my fantasy league are listening to the podcast, so I don't want to give away too many strategies. Right, right, of course. But I had him last year. Um, did me, did me right. He's a great if you if you do DraftKings or anything like that. He's a great pick every single week because he throws and he can run touchdowns. So from a fantasy perspective, Josh Allen's where it's at. Um, it's very difficult picking other people with the Bills. Um, I saw that. Yes, my ass. All right. So, um, but it's very difficult picking the receivers because they he he throws it to different guys. Like you may pick Dawson Knox, and Dawson may not catch a ball for three weeks, but then he'll catch three touchdowns the next week. So he spreads it around. Um, but he's he's good. I think they're ready to to extend to the top. I really do. Um, I like where they're at. They basically did it last year. I mean, they they just got one short, right? Yeah, just you know, changed the coin toss and and. We might have had a completely different outcome. I agree. Um, the Dolphins, I like the Dolphins. I do. Um, the question, I, and I've spent, I've watched a lot of football the last couple of weeks. With I think I've watched damn near every preseason game uh, because of my recording skills. Um, the My concern with the Dolphins, I think Tua is an unbelievably accurate passer. I think as the year year goes on, where they're going to struggle is the combination of Tua at quarterback plus the running game. They have to find a running game, and they don't have one To right take now. the load off him, and they don't have a consistent one right now, and it puts the pressure on him. And, and I just – Because what he can't do, I feel, down the field. is push it down the field. Yeah. And – but I like where they're at. I think they got, you know, hopefully with Tyreek Hill, and that's what makes the – like in my opinion, that's what makes the Chiefs so damn good, right? is they can, with Tyreek Hill and those guys, they they could have stretched the field and do all those things with him, but Patrick Mahomes can get it to them too. And so Tua can do a lot of things that Patrick Mahomes can do, basically 40 yards and in. It's the other stuff that he struggles with. So um, I, like the, I like the Dolphins. Here's where I think the big st- two big stories coming out of the East are going to be, I think the Patriots are about to take a major step back. I do too. Have you watched any of their games? I watched a lot of their games last year. Because you seen any of the two games, the preseason games? No. <laughs> I don't what did Patrick's joke? Patrick W. With the, in the thread says, "What did the shark say when he ran into the dolphin?" Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do it on porpoise. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll say that as a dad joke. I want to get a courtesy <laughs> chuckle if I say that at the house. Um, but the so here's the Patriots. The most interesting thing to me about the whole Patriots deal yeah. is, do you know who their offensive coordinator is? I don't. Patricia. Is that right? Yeah. So he's been a defensive coordinator his whole life. And so it goes to New England and they put him on the offensive side. He's now the offensive coordinator. How? Do you know who the quarterback's coach is? I don't. Joe Judge, who's been coaching kickers his whole life. Former Giants. Former Giants head coach, coach. who's now coaching quarterbacks. And if you watch their offensive system and play call, it's it's like my wife playing Madden. You know, when they get pissed off, throw four verticals. You know what I mean? Like it's they were running a lot of open field calls in the red zone, and and if you're a fan, you may not ever notice, but I did. Like I, it's going there's there's going to be some frustration. That's going to be my hot take of the year. You watch the frustration build on the offensive side of the ball in New England because of and there's nothing wrong. He's a smart guy, okay? But you can take a really smart offensive coach, and if you move him to be the defensive coordinator, yeah, you're going to know the basics. But it's the intricacies that you're not going to understand and know about. And, and we're not talking about, you know, high school or college. We're talking about the National Football League. I mean. Yeah, the, where you 
you can't do the margin that. of the margin between winning and losing is just so razor thin. And so that's the big thing. I want to keep on. I think they dropped a third. And look, the Jets. I want to say this about the Jets. They got some talent now. Like well, people are sleeping on no, the Jets. There's no question they have talent. A lot of it's really young. They're still kind of building. Yeah. I do like the direction they're taking Correct. as an organization. And I thought. I thought it was interesting that so many people, their response to Zach Wilson getting hurt was, oh, well, they weren't going to win this year anyway. It's like, no, no, that's not the point. You want him to play this year because you want to continue his development. Right. Because he does have the physical tools and the mental aptitude. He's got a couple weapons now. Yeah, to be a really good quarterback down the road. So you want he and Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson just got from uh, Ohio State. You want those guys to take their lumps together and to grow. You know, it's like, I'm not going to get on the Cubs for a minute, okay? But the Cubs are like 18 games under. They're 14 and a half games out of a playoff bid. If you're just judging them on the here and now, it's a failure. It's a disaster. Except if you watch day in, day out, and I watch more than I wish I did, but if you watch the last month and a half, you're like, huh, kind of have some pieces. Kind of doing some things. Got some moves to make. Got work to do. Obviously, yeah. nowhere close to as good as the Cardinals are today. Nowhere close to as good as the Brewers are today. But you know what? There's some hope. And if you're a Jets fan, if you're going into this season going, hey, Super Bowl or bust, well, you're an idiot. Yeah. But if you go into this season going, you know what? This is a team that forget wins and losses necessarily. I want to see a young quarterback grow up. I want to see some guys develop. Because in this league, might not be that far from a year from now making a jump two years from now being in contention. If you look in around the division, you go, okay, Buffalo obviously is building a, a, a monster. But Buffalo is going to get to a point in a couple of years where some of these guys are due their big paydays. You can't keep everybody. Uh, like you said. Especially it, in that market. It looks like it looks like the Patriots are going down. Dolphins have issues. Like it's gettable. It's, it's gettable in two years. Yeah, I think they win. I don't think they're going to be the first pick in a draft. I can tell you that. I think they're in that seven, eight range. I think they win seven, eight games. They're seven and ten, eight and nine, somewhere in there. I think they win some games, um, but they got talent, man. I, I'm and they got young talent, so I'm excited to see what they do. Um, I hate their uniforms for whatever reason. I used to love their all white uniforms, but the when Jets, I, yeah. When they, I don't know. I can't. I can't get on board. So that's my East. All right, let's go in AFC North. The uh, Cincinnati Bengals won it a year ago, uh, advanced all the way to the Super Bowl, had a lead late fourth quarter in the Super Bowl before losing to the Rams. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers entering a uh, new era without Big Ben Roethlisberger. You've got uh, the Ravens who continue to be one of the more interesting teams, very good regular season team, not having playoff success. You know why that is. We'll talk about it in a second. And then you've got the Cleveland Browns, who will uh, not have their quarterback until week 12. They'll face their former quarterback in week one, Baker Mayfield, the starter with the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about the Panthers in a little bit. All right, let's start with the Bengals because obviously they're the story of that division. Um, Jesse Bates returned to camp today, as expected. Um, They'll have to deal with that at the end of the year, and they're probably preparing for life without him in, in a season. But for now, to me, correct me if I'm wrong, all due respect to Lamar Jackson, they are the class of that division. I don't see a scenario where Cincinnati doesn't win the North. The I, I agree. I think Cincinnati is going to win the North. I think they added to what they had last year. Yeah. My, my man Joey Burrow swag is is 
going to be a year older, a well, year better. much better up front. Or, and they gave – yeah, got him some help. And um, Lyle Collins at tackle. They added the two two guards. Uh, they drafted a guard who appears to be poised to to win a job. Uh, actually, they'll move one of the new guys to center. Um, that offensively, still have T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a loaded offense. And I think now's the time to strike because I think they're going to have the same problem that the Bills are going to have in a few years. They're not going to be able to the, – the, the Bengals never pay anybody, so they're going to have to pick and choose who they pay. And they got too much talent on the offensive side of the ball to keep everybody. Well, they're going to have to pay Joe Burrow. And they're going to pay Joe Burrow a monumental amount of they're money. They're going to pay Chase. They're going to pay yeah. Higgins. It's going to get money. Well, you already see it because yeah. otherwise you would have signed Bates to a long-term deal. And yep. they and they still have to deal with Hendrickson and and uh, Wilson, the linebacker. Mixon's the one that's going. He's going to bite the bullet because yeah. they're going to get another running back. You can go get, another, go get another. You can back. go get another running back. Isn't that funny? Fifteen years ago, the running back would get the money. Now it's the receivers get the money. Got to. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to try to hang on to to Chase and Higgins for as long as you can. And that's a and that's a fine line too. You get a little bit more tread on the tires out of a receiver, but they're coming. I mean, look at Julio Jones. There yeah. there comes a point where you you all of a sudden you're from a you're an elite guy to you're just a guy really quick. Yeah, and as long as you're getting paid as just a guy, it's fine. Yeah, but if you're paying just a guy elite guy money, now you got a problem. Yeah. You pay them in their twenties, and when they get to thirty. Start Bye. figuring out. See, see you later. Yep. But I think they're, I think they're, they're going to win a division. All right. Now I got to go to the next team right here. All right. So if I hear it one time a day, I hear it seventy-five times a day. So Clay Karcher that works with me, he's kind of my right-hand guy. Been with me for a long time. He is an avid. I'm talking about. He is crack cocaine out on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Loves everything about them. They could be the worst team ever or the best team ever. He comes with it every day. Um, that's probably him saying that he's supposed to be working, but he's over there talking shit in the chat. I imagine, or somebody's acting to be like him. That's what reminded me of it. But the Steelers, the 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 biggest thing that the um with the Steelers, it's all all kidding aside, is Pickens, George Pickens, going to be an elite receiver in the league, and he's going to be an elite receiver this year as a rookie. He will be the best rookie receiver out there. Okay, and who's throwing it to him? Now, there's the million-dollar question. I think your boy is going to start the season. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is going to start the season. It really puts so much pressure on Najee Harris. That, that, that offense has to absolutely revolve around him, and he can handle it. But that's the way they've always done it, right? Right, it is. You know, it's not like it's never been a – But they've always had that – I mean, God, man. I mean, I know I, I know it gets overshadowed because some of the Super Bowls came early in his career. Brendan's girlfriends are back in the chat. Oh, thank you for pointing it out. It gets overshadowed, but Roethlisberger was so reliable for them and made plays and extended drives and, and had that big body and was didn't get credit for some of the plays that he made. with. When I say with his feet, I don't mean running for 31 yards, but I mean, hey, he should have been brought down, but he got out of it, kept a play alive for two more seconds, completed a third and seven, kept the drive moving on. Do you, do you remember Trubisky's he, just not that guy, and I want him to be because I, I like it's not Mitch Trubisky's fault that the Bears screwed up the draft and took him second. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. How pissed off would you be if he goes to Pittsburgh and just turns into like the freaking MVP? Not. I'd be really happy for him. Would you? Yeah. I, I mean, would you be mad at the Bears? Yes. That's what I'm getting at. Who, well, who are you pissed at? The Bears. I'd stay pissed at the Bears. The Bears are stupid. Um, <laughs> the Bears are stupid. Like. 
I'm so glad that that happened in Cincinnati where the guy invited Carson and I on the field and we got back in the truck and Carson goes, I guess we're Bengals fans now. And I said, I guess so. And then the Bengals start winning and now we're Bengals fans and it put the Bears thing away. All right. Bears versus Bengals Super Bowl. Who are you pulling for? Bengals. Okay. I was just checking your – I was just checking you. Um, all right. So, anyway, long story short, what I was saying is – I. but here's the thing I do want to talk about. Because of the way there was not a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round, there hasn't been a lot of preseason attention paid to the rookie quarterbacks. Right. But let me tell you something. My man Pickett. Oh, you think Kenny Pickett's going to be ready to go as a rookie? I think he will. I think he takes over. Like, the guy's been really – Really, I, I've watched every game. I literally, I think I've watched 60-something games the last two weeks. That's what I do. Um, and it's great when you get them on the replay on the NFL Network and get through them pretty quick. The guys look really good. Like, legitly, it's not even close who's the best rookie quarterback in that class. And he's he's looked really good. And I'm, I, I think the guy takes over um, at some point in time. I, you can't keep that guy on the bench. Yeah, the problem for Trubisky, and Steelers fans will experience this, is that he will make some plays, especially with his feet, where you're like, here we go. And he'll actually make some good throws, and then he just, for whatever reason, he ends up getting on the run, and he makes poor decisions. Yeah. Well, but that's, that's the thing, is I think this offense is going to help him out. I think it's going to help Trubisky. It, it will. I mean, he, it will help Mitch Trubisky that he's in a, a much more stable franchise than he is. And look, I think he learned a lot in Buffalo. Yeah. You know, he got a chance to, to learn from Josh Allen, who's not a completely dis- – look, Allen's got a much better arm, but he's not a completely dissimilar player from Mitch Trubisky. There was, there was a little bit to learn from him. Allen uses his feet is my point. Yeah. You know, he's not like, a, like a, a Brady who's – everything is about his mind and his arm and not – he's not moving around. He's not particularly mobile. So much of, of you know, Allen's game, I think Trubisky could learn from it. And, and, and Trubisky's a really bright guy. You read about what happened in Chicago, and the truth is it's just none of it's his fault. None of it. None of it It was his fault. He shouldn't have been drafted, but none of it was his fault. Um, but, yeah, it makes some sense. But, you know, in that scenario, talking about this year, Pittsburgh's not a this-year team. Well, they, they're good enough on defense. Well, that's true. And, you know, if the game's close, like I'm not – I think they finished second in that division um, because I'm not a – I don't buy. I never buy. I'm I'm sell on the Ravens. Okay, why are you every year. why are you selling on the Ravens? All right, I'm in, I'm a firm believer in this until somebody proves me different. I think running quarterbacks in the NFL they don't last very long. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And I've said this before, and I don't know if I've ever said it on here before. I know I've said it before publicly at some point in time, but here's what people have to understand about running quarterbacks in the National Football League. In college, okay, you got a running quarterback, you have 12 games in a season, right? Yeah. Okay, well, you're playing four directional schools, so you're not playing but like half of those games. So at the end of the season, the average quarterback plays about nine to nine and a half games of game time in a regular season. Never thought about it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, NFL, you're playing NFL, 17 dude, you're playing games. 17 games. You're yeah. not coming out of the game because they like – I still swear to you, NFL and Vegas are like this, man. They're, they're, in, they're in – you're not coming out of the game because of point spreads. Well, most of the call games, it what you want to call it. Most of the games are tight. Most of the games are tight. But even in the blowouts, very, very, very rarely – Well, it's a smaller roster. Yeah. yeah very sure. rarely do backup quarterbacks play in the NFL just because you're blowing out or you're getting blown out. It doesn't happen very often. And if it does, it's the last drive of the game – where it doesn't, and it's funny is when those backup quarterbacks go in the game, and the other quarterback's not hurt. Look at the line. That one drive usually doesn't de- determine the the uh, the outcome of the spread, but you're playing in more games. Well, why is La- why is Lamar Jackson? Why do they fade? What's happened to him? Almost when they fade at the end of the year, what's happened? A lot of the tread is off the tires. He's hurt. Yeah, and there's and those those are grown ass men now. Yeah, I'm talking about the grown man, and the difference between the NFL and college is those big dudes. Like Sam Williams, right? Sure. He can run. There's no secret. But guess what? Every one of those dudes can run like Sam. Yeah. Instead of being, oh, Sam Williams is the only guy we got to run away from yeah, today. The, the collisions are different. The collisions are different. Yeah. I mean, and as different as they are from high school to college, they're that much different from, from college to the NFL. So they get beat up, and that's why they don't last. And that's, I'm not a, that's why I'm, I'm not on the Justin Field train because he can't throw it well enough to – and we'll get to them in a minute, but – any running quarterback, that's why I wasn't on the Malik Willis train. They just – they have a such a short lifespan in the NFL to be effective. And when he's not in the game, they're not very – I mean, they're not very good. All right, let's go to the West. Quarterback division. Best division in the NFL this year. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Probably feeling like they let a couple opportunities get away to get titles and probably have to be wondering in the back of their minds if their window is starting to close. You've got uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. A lot of people think Justin Herbert has a chance to be. You're a fan. I am a fan. I'm. 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 I am one of the people that thinks that we are about to enter an era of a really cool quarterback rivalry that is going to rival uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Well, dude, you got the whole division's loaded with quarterbacks. I think. I think Herbert. 
has a chance to be the Peyton Manning in that deal, who looks the part, does everything right, throws for just a ton of numbers. And I am of the opinion that that Burrow is a lot like Tom Brady. He just wins. He's charismatic as hell. He Everyone follows him. I mean, you look at what he did at LSU that senior year. And I know his junior year he wasn't awesome or whatever, but that next year. Oh, he was a dude. Got to see it. They were. And that team took the field. There was no doubt in their minds. We're winning. And you watched him last year in the playoffs. And we've already done the North. So we're moving on. But you watched him at Tennessee take a beating that day. and just kept going. And you watched him at Kansas City. They were down. I mean, that, that game, they were in trouble in the first half. Kind of came marching back. And then they win, and he's got that look on his face like, yeah, I mean, I told you we were going to do this. And I just – I don't think that's coachable. We'll bring his full circle in just a little bit. But I think one of the most important qualities in a quarterback is do you make the other ten dudes around you better? Yeah, of course. And I think he's elite at that. I do too. So, but look at this. Let's, let's talk and then, about And that. then to finish in the division, you've got Russell Wilson and the Broncos. So, I mean, you it, got is, a division, it, is, it is a fun division. You've got a division where you can look – we could – I mean, like, I could look at you dead in the eye and tell you that Russell Wilson's the worst quarterback in that division. Yeah. And that's crazy to think about. Yeah, because I'm more of a Derek Carr guy than, than I'm a, a lot of people. Big are. Derek I, Carr. I, guy. I like Carr a lot. Um, I mean, Mahomes obviously is just special. He made the throw the other day that there just aren't three people on the earth that, that can make the throw that he made. Um, How about this? You you want to talk about like? And I'm going. I think they make the playoffs this year, and I got them down. I think they finish second in the division if they don't win the division. I'm telling you right now, the Raiders they're going to be really good. So you like the Raiders over the Chargers? I do. Okay. I do. And let me tell you why. All right? Think about this. Derek Carr, he's got Waller. Darren Waller's probably arguably top two or three tight end in the league. Okay? Which another tight end, good, a good league in the tight ends too right here. Now he's got Adams. Now he's got Adams with Renfro. Yeah. So you got Adams on the outside. You put – you set up any kind of – like you're going to see a ton early three-by-one sets. Now I want you to think about this. You go a three-by-one set. I'm going to get football geeky on you real quick. All right, you go to a three-by-one set, and you got Adams, Renfo, and Waller on the same side. You can't, you can't double but one of them based on the coverage. Now, you go put Adams on the other side, you can double both sides. But you go, you go get those guys in single coverage, Derek Carr is just going to have a year. That's a, that's a tough you – can't, you can't bracket guys. It's, I mean, you can bracket one of them, but you've got to pick or choose. So how many AFC West teams make the playoffs? Two or three? At least, arguably three. I mean, here's where I think, here's the hard part, right, is you're going to have some teams probably make the playoffs that probably shouldn't because they're going to win inside their division because I think their division's weak. Like, I get that, that, that South, the Jaguars and the Texans are terrible. Yeah, let's talk South real quick. You got the Colts, you got the Tennessee Titans. I'm surprised you got the Titans not winning the division, but. I can't argue with you. I think I agree with you, actually. Uh, Jacksonville's going to be better, but they're not a playoff team. And the Texans are abysmal. I just – and I love him to death. I think he's one of the best pure specimens I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Oh, thanks. But, yeah, you're welcome. But Derrick Henry has got to be reaching the tread on the tires limit. I mean, he's got a lot of tread on him. He's getting on up there. Um, There's only something – you know, Father Time is undefeated. 
and I want the best for him. But, you know, Tannehill's an average quarterback that got paid. Come on, their opportunity to win a title was a year ago. Yeah. He was a, he's they an had average home, quarterback. They had home paid. field. You had Henry Fresh. You had A.J. Brown. You had everything kind of there for you. Your defense dominated Cincinnati for most of the game, and you just could not score enough points to put it away, and that's and you lose. You reset the clock with that, sending A.J. to Philadelphia and, and then drafting Burks, you know, that same player three years you know, apart. Yeah, and Burks will be a really good NFL player, but he's not going to be A.J. Brown. He's going to be A.J. Brown's a rookie. I mean, yeah, that's what he's right, going to be. And, right. and A.J. got better as a second, third year's time went on until sure, he's an elite player. Um, I just don't. But I think they got enough to where they're better than the Jaguars and better than the Texans. So they're going to finish second. They could make the playoffs because of the uh, the division so weak, and they got four wins right there. So they got to figure out a way to win what six games out of their other, you know, six and go six and twelve the rest of the rest of the way. Again, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, three hundred milligrams natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. All right, let's let's move through the NFC a little a little quicker. Yeah, we gotta go quick. Uh, NFC East, you got uh, you got the Cowboys winning the division ahead of uh, Philly, Washington, and the Giants. Washington's an interesting team to me, uh, but I think I agree with your picks here. If you told me that somebody knocked off Philly for that two spot, I would I would tell you it's Washington. I I don't I don't know what the Giants are doing. They, they, I think this is the most competitive division in the NFC because there's no dominant team. Yes, and I I think the Cowboys. It's like I say the same thing every year. Look, I'm pulling for the Cowboys. I pull for places where I have players. Sure. All right, and then this year they you know one which we'll get to them in a minute. But Doug Nussmeyer's a friend of mine, coaches of the Cowboys. Now they got Sam, and now they got and then Jalen Tolbert's there. Um, even though they got rid of my man Coop, he went to Cleveland. But <clears throat> they got a lot of good. I mean, they got players, man. They got to win. Um, I love them on defense. Um, I thought they they had the best draft on defense last year. They have to. I mean, it's time, man. I mean, they they have enough talent. They have enough talent and ability to actually win the NFC. Just when are they going to do it? You know, that's always my deal. Um, I love Philly, what they're doing. Um, I think they got the right guys. I think they got unbelievable receivers. Jalen Hurts needs to step it up on his passing. Same kind of deal with him, right? It's a big year for him. Big year. Um, it's a big year for Carson Wentz with Washington. It's it's a big year for uh, Jones with the Giants. They, they essentially played their starters against the Bengals' backups the other day, and it was not a good look, in my opinion, for the Giants. I, I, I just – but they, yeah. But they. I mean, I'm. I'm just. They. I mean, they got the right guys in place. They drafted well. They did draft well. Um, and his. They did not extend his contract, so they can make yeah. the move at quarterback and, after the season if they choose to. Yeah. Don't sleep on Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Right, let's go to the uh, NFC North, the Black and Blue Division. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, One team makes the playoffs. Yeah, and then you got Minnesota, who's just this mediocre team that seems mired in mediocrity. They can't ever. Oh. The Lions are getting better, but they're still a ways off, and the Bears are not good. And I'm with you as much as I want Justin Fields to be the guy. I want him to do it. I, he seems like a, a a really good kid and all that stuff, but they're not they're not they're not giving him enough weapons in the first place. And then I when I watch them, I don't I don't know that he's got the arm talent. He has got a howitzer attached to his shoulder. He just does not know where it's going. Yeah, but that's what I mean. And. And in that league, it's accuracy, and you it's timing, it's accuracy, and then you got to have pieces around you, right? I mean, we talk about Joe Burrow, 
being good. Why is Joe Burrow good? If Joe Burrow didn't have – if Joe Burrow had the Chicago receivers to throw to, would he be as good? No. No. I mean, no. it's – got to surround him with something. And I just don't see it. And I don't know. I, I don't – I think it's the Packers run away with the division in this one. And then the question is, can they win a playoff game? Because here lately they haven't won playoff games. I mean, and anybody that thinks any different of this, Aaron Rodgers, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. And as much as I like old people – and Tom Brady, call him the GOAT, right? Sure. If you gave me a pick of Tom Brady in his prime and Aaron Rodgers in his prime, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. It's fair. I, I, I don't have, I have if no you surrounded, if you If you took Aaron Rodgers and you put Aaron Rodgers on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you put Tom Brady on the Green Bay Packers. The Bucs still win. The Bucs probably win more often. Yeah. All right. NFC West, maybe the most interesting kind of top of the division, although Seattle is not the team that they used to be. Ugh. Rams just won a Super Bowl. They have some questions about Matthew Stafford's elbow, his health. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals had some headlines, but they've cleared that up. They're going to be all right. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals are very talented. The Niners are starting the uh, Trey Lance era in San Francisco, hey. and it feels like, feels like they're ready to take a step back. And then you got Seattle, who we just talked about. Uh, DK Metcalf got paid, good for him, but uh, boy, they're not—they're not the same team. They probably went from being one of the best divisions in the NFL to one of the worst divisions in the NFL overnight. Like that was the most competitive division in the league last year, and they're—and they've gone just from personnel. I mean, the Seahawks are terrible. They, everybody's gone. They dumped. I mean, they—they—they they, they sold the ship, and then didn't even make any big moves to. Get no, back. closest thing to a big move was giving DK money. Yeah, and then, I mean, I'm happy for DK. I mean, glad he got paid. But, sure, of course. But he's going to be out there running routes with no balls coming at him. Yeah, he's he's going to get – he's going to have a hard time not getting disgruntled in the next two seasons. They have no one to get the ball to. I don't know, but – And but, then uh, in, NFC South, we've got uh, 50-year-old Tom Brady. You've got uh, – Benjamin Button. Jameis Winston and the, and the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> you've got uh, now uh, Baker Mayfield and the uh, Panthers, and you've got a Falcons rebuild. Yeah, I mean, same, very similar to the to the AFC South. I guess it's something about the South teams suck this year, maybe in, so in divisions. But the Buccaneers and the Saints are going to fight it out. The Saints are good enough now. The Saints are going to be good enough on defense. I just don't have any idea. You know, uh, my man Clay, what we were talking about today. You know, Michael Thomas is soft, man. I mean, suck it up, dude. You're, he's soft. I'm, I'm, I mean, I know I'm going to piss some Saints people off here. He's immensely talented. He is mentally weak. Stop telling me about your ankle missing 55 days because of your ankle, and now you got hamstring soreness. Dude, you got to suck it up and go. Yeah, no, absolutely, because it's a franchise that's counting on you. Yeah, I mean, you got to go. You've got a quarterback who's counting on you. I mean, my problem with the Saints, the way that they're constructed, is it feels like they're constructed for Drew Brees. And they don't have the weapons to take advantage of what Jameis Winston can do. Because you were talking about arm talent. A yeah. guy with an yeah. absolute cannon. Yeah. But if you can't stretch the field effectively, and I don't know that they have the receiver core to do it. If if you can't stretch the field effectively, you limit you're limiting his his skill set. Yeah, and you got Alvin Kamar and you got I mean, there's guys, but like I'm with you, like a receiver, and I love my, one of my guys that I coach Kawan Baker's with him and he's doing well. Um at South Alabama, he's been on there. He got they drafted him a couple of years ago. But anyway, they just got to get some dudes to, you know. And I just get so frustrated with players that 
look, and I and I had this speech, and I and I I, I did it every day when I walked in the first day of the year. Okay, I walked in the position room. I said, "All right, everybody, close your eyes." So take a deep breath. So I let it be silent for a minute. I said, "I want you to visualize and really meditate." And the new players thought I was crazy. You know, they're like, "Who is this?" You know, I was joking. I want you to f- remember how your body feels right now, because it's the best it's ever going to feel. <laughs> yeah, like you got to play with pain. Yep. All right, you have to. If you're going to be an elite player, you have to play with pain. And if you can't play with pain, which we talked about last week, a roll of tape and tore it all with cure aids, okay? And you got to get shot and you got to go play. And he just, I mean, ankle sprains and soft tissue injuries to not play, that's not an excuse when you're getting paid that kind of money. Go perform. I can't argue with that. Um, all right, so who are your three wild card teams in the East? Because I know you got you got Cowboys, Rams, Packers, and Bucks winning divisions. You talking about in the NFC? Yeah, NFC. I meant. I, I All right, three NFC. wild card teams. I'm going. I'm going to say it's the Saints, and then I'm going Eagles and Commanders. I think Washington sneaks in. All right, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Saints, Cardinals, Eagles. I'm going. All right, so my, my Cardinals conspiracy is they're going to be on hard knocks for the season. Yeah. And I think uh, we got Call of Duty, new Call of Duty coming out halfway through the season. I think Kyler Murray's going to slide after the new Call of Duty comes out. <laughs> we plan to be video games. Ridiculous. All right, let's talk some college football. Uh, your boy, uh, John Rice, I, I'm, I'm, I've almost been dreading this. I don't know where this is going. We did not talk about this in pre-show, and I'm, I'm nervous we, about uh, it. Uh, John Rice Plumley, former Ole Miss quarterback, who uh, you were you were there when he was there. Yep. He uh, wins the UCF job. He's a perfect fit, in yeah. my opinion, for Gus Malzahn's offense. I think he'll do, uh, assuming he can stay healthy, of course. I think he'll have a, a really big year at UCF. Yeah, look, I love the kid. I messaged him the other day after it came out. Um, <clears throat> probably the most talented human being I ever walked the planet. I mean, this guy's like immensely talented. Did y'all ever do a story or anything about how, like, the other stuff he was good at? Yes. I don't – I'm asking. I don't oh, know. Oh, yes. It was almost a running joke. Oh, was it? About all the things that he could do. Like, I saw a guy beat somebody in ping pong with a cell phone as a paddle. Really? Like, he never lost a ping pong. Like, the guy would take his cell phone as the paddle and beat – nobody could beat him with the cell phone. Well, that's actually really impressive. Yeah, that's – like, a guy's talented. Yeah. I always used to I – mean, I can't say what I – even as bad as I say things, I can't say what I used to say as a joke. I'll tell you out there. Okay. Um, but he's, I was told him he was single-handedly the most talented man to ever, most gifted, lucky man, because he's a good-looking dude. But look, he's a religious guy. I mean, he's just got everything. He's a complete package, right? And so a lot of the the rift, I would say, one part of it I, we couldn't answer to, but it, he was a system-fit quarterback is what he is. The kid wanted to play quarterback. All right, everybody was recruiting. There were really only two schools recruiting him to play quarterback. All right, and I, I'll, I'll pull, up, pull back the curtain a little bit for some people on here. If we had hired Jeff Levy as the offensive coordinator in yeah. December, we would not have recruited John Rice Plumley to play quarterback. This was December of 19. Correct. Right. All right. We've talked about that month before. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, no, it was December. No, it's December of 18. 18, yeah. 18, that's so right. So we wouldn't have – we would not have recruited him to play quarterback. Can't my daughter's senior year. That's yeah. right, 18. Mm-hmm. We were recruiting him, but to play other positions, right? Yeah. And so when Rich Rod got the, the job, 
All right, now it's a system fit. Now he he does have the opportunity to play quarterback. And even then, it was like he's got the opportunity to play quarterback. But Gus Malzahn recruited him the whole time to play quarterback at Auburn. And if he is a system fit guy, okay, if Jeff Levy is hired as the offensive coordinator in 2018, <clears throat> if he should have, you know, whatever you want, however you want to call it, okay, that that is funny how things work out. I won't peel back the curtain too much. I don't want to piss anybody off. We've talked about it before. Have Ro- you? Ross Bjork wouldn't let him hire who yeah. he wanted to he hire. Was, he was. It was the whole, not to get into the whole Matt Luke thing again, but I mean, for the the people. There it, were a lot of no's. It's why, it's why I always push back on this. And this, about to go to an Arkansas thing. It's not. When people go Matt Luke, Sam Pittman, I'm like, look, stop. Stop right away. Because the differences started with day one. The differences between those two people started day one. This is nothing against Sam, right? by the way. Sam's an elite recruiter. He doesn't get credit for that. Um, and when he was at Georgia, people talked about how effective he was as a recruiter on that staff with Kirby and all of that. He was a, he's, a, he's a very good offensive line technician, but he's, he's, he's a charismatic guy. He's a lot of that. Sam's more comfortable in front of a mic than Matt was. There's a lot of stuff. that, that uh, Sam was a, a much more seasoned Matt Luke. Is that fair? Correct. But Matt never had autonomy. 100% correct. Sam at Arkansas, Sam Pittman, Hunter Juracek wanted Sam Pittman. Kind of waited it out, got Sam Pittman. I mean, there was a moment there where Lane Kiffin and Arkansas were moving along, and there was reluctance on both sides. Lane was not crazy about the Arkansas roster, and there was some reservation at Arkansas about Lane. Now, I think ultimately they, they probably would have gotten it done. But there was enough delay there to create an opening for Ole Miss to go get Lane Kiffin and for Hunter Juracek to go, you know what, I'm okay with that because that lets me wait another day or two and go get my guy because I think his guy, the guy that he was comfortable with, was Sam Pittman. But the point is is that Pittman was able to hire his offensive coordinator, his defensive coordinator, and Matt could have. I think Matt would tell you, hey, it was an error. It was a mistake. I, I should have moved on. But they're probably – it was complicated. It was complicated. And then when Matt did decide, hey, this was a mistake, whoever's mistake made it, whatever, I, I need to go get my guys. When he decided to go do that, nothing against Rich Rodriguez, but I don't think Rich Rodriguez was who Matt would have hired well, had it been completely Matt's decision. Yeah, I don't know how – I don't know what's out there and what's not, so I don't really don't give a shit at this point in time. All right, um, my boy Matt's playing golf every day, so he's got a pretty good gig. Um, but at the end of the day, when all the coordinator stuff, when we were going to hire new coordinators, all right, there were several guys interviewed that were wanted to be hired, and the the answer was no. And Levy is the one that I think was choice one. There were a lot of guys hired. I mean, a lot of guys yeah. interviewed. I, won't, I don't want to go into that. I know, but, uh, but but the rich right here's what I want to – I do want to say this, yeah. though. All right? Everybody's got this throwback on uh, Rich Rod. We were very fortunate to get Rich Rod. Yeah. Extremely fortunate. Yeah. All right? But when the initial the, the initial coordinator stuff, the Rich Rod wasn't available. Again, what I'm saying has nothing to do with Rich Rod. No, I know, but what I'm saying – My criticism is of Ross Bjork. Right. I mean, it's, I mean and I'm not being critical. I mean, it's not being personal about Ross. It's just – I'm of the opinion that if, if 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 you believe in your coach, whether his name is Matt Luke or Nick Saban or Sam Pittman or Lane Kiffin or 
Kirk Ferentz. If you believe in your coach, you got to let him make his hires. And if you don't believe that he can hire the right staff, then you need to fire him. Pay him what he's owed, get him out, and bring somebody in who can bring hire his staff. You can't as you cannot effectively manage your coach based on okay, well look, you're my guy and I'm paying you all this money and you're the face of the program and stuff, but you can't hire this guy as offensive coordinator because of what it'll look like. No. If that's your guy, I, I need you as my head coach to be one million percent in because it's a scoreboard business. It is that. And look, I'll say what you can't say. <laughs> Matt wanted to hire Jeff Levy, got told no. Matt wanted to hire Will Hall and was going to hire Will Hall and got told no at the last minute, which was an embarrassing thing for Matt because I think they'd already kind of done it. And then, like you said, they were fortunate that they landed with Rodriguez, but it has nothing to do with Rich. Yeah. Nothing at all. all right, let me explain. My it. point is they wanted to hire other people. Ross didn't let them. And this is where I'm saying the difference between Pittman and Luke, it just throw it out. That's never happened, at least to this point, to Sam Pittman in Fayetteville. When he's wanted to hire a coach, he's had the freedom to hire a coach. And when they said, when they people have come after his coaches and he's gone to them and said, we got to raise the money to keep them here, to this point, they've been able to successfully do it. And that, there's a huge difference there. Yeah, and let me explain. I want the timeline to be clear on this. Early in December, I know for a 100% fact was told no once, twice, three times. Three times I know for sure, and it may be four. I just can't remember the other one, if it was. And that's to me, that's just organizational failure. Then we had a little break, okay? Yeah. Had a little break, and then we started interviewing other guys. All right? At the beginning of December, Rich Rodriguez was not available. His name was never even right. in, the, in the discussion. And then when his name – and then it was like, hell no. Hell – I mean, I'm talking about – there were guys that interviewed. And we're like, woof, 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 woof. And then all of a sudden, Rich Rod becomes available. And so that's what I want. We were very fortunate to end up where we ended up. Yeah. With what with the with the cards that you were dealt, we were very fortunate to end up. And there's like, oh, this thing, this, that, this, that. Well, I will say this. John Rice Plumley was a fit for Rich Rod's offense. And so once Rich Rod got hired, then it became practical to recruit him as a quarterback. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. All right. Now when it comes to the whole who plays over who and all that stuff, like we're not freaking idiots. I can't say what I want to freaking say. And know you know you that you know I, I can't. I, I know. And I but can't. there's only so much that a human being can take about, oh, y'all are freaking idiots for playing this guy over this guy. Like, look, if everybody knew everything I knew, they'd probably be doing the same damn thing. There was reasons that those decisions were made, and the only thing I can say to you is every single – when he was the quarterback, when John Rice Plumley rolled out there for the Rebels, he was the best person to give us a chance to win the game that Saturday. Can that, I say that? Is that yeah, fair? It's, it's fair. Okay. And it's here's what's and I'll say this for the in, in defense of the fans, they don't know what they don't and and it's to some degree almost not fair that they don't know. I would agree to that because but I, it's just because they look at it and justifiably go, well, one guy had extreme arm talent and one guy didn't. Yeah, why didn't you play the guy with the arm talent? And it goes deeper than that. And anything, yeah, let's not. And you just have to have to stop. You got. I, we'll just take the. I'll take the. I'll be a part of it. We'll. I'll just take the ass kickings and take the verbal abuse that we're idiots when we're not freaking idiots. But I do think he'll play well at UCF. I think it's a good fit for him. I'm and, so and excited Gus's for the kid. Sure. Look, look and, and there's no reason to beat the kid up. The kid no, hasn't done anything. He didn't do anything. And he's a phenomenal human being. I'm talking about phenomenal. And 
look, I'll go to bat, freaking bat for the guy. I love the kid. Okay. And if you talk about people you want to go fight for, and you talk about people who make the teammates better, he's a freaking leader, man. And I'm for the kid. All right, let's talk quarterback competitions. We've talked plenty on uh, the Oxford Exxon podcast about the Ole Miss ones. We'll leave it out. Um, Auburn, LSU. I'm a little surprised Auburn hasn't publicly named T.J. Finley. And then what's, what are you hearing at LSU? Um, two th- well, you want to start at Auburn? It yeah, doesn't matter. Up to you. Um, Auburn. No rules. Yeah, I think T.J. Finley is going to end up being the guy. Here's the thing. There's a, there is a consensus. I think we talked about it a little bit last week. A lot of concern across the league. Not just Auburn, a lot of concern around the league with offensive line play. I mean, it's it's a problem. There's a lot of depth issues. I think a lot of people are okay with their five. I think there's a lot of depth concerns, and you're not going to play with five. You know, we were talking to uh, Kyle Tucker today, who covers Kentucky for the athletic. Now, he's mostly focused on, ba- on basketball, of course, but he was talking about one of the issues at Kentucky right now is, is not crazy about their tackles. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> that's – it's. It's everybody, right? I mean, it's it's they're not the only ones, but right. TJ and and, and grind. I know I saw grind on here. Grind, I'll ask, answer your other question in a minute. Um, but I know grind's a big Auburn fan. I did hear this, and this may con- kind of get you leaning towards TJ a little bit. Is Auburn's defense is going to be really good, like really, really good, like as good as they've been in the past decade? Good. And that's saying something. Yeah, see, that's we're gonna get into this in a minute with the SP plus stuff. It's, okay. Yeah, I've I've heard. Have you heard similar? I've heard similar with Auburn, and I heard it from people I trust, obviously. Yep. Quickie clouds. Um. So. TJ is gonna give him a chance to make the least amount of mental mistakes on offense, regardless of what you think physically. You know, kind of a game manager kind of deal. But now let's talk about Robbie Ashford. What's Auburn look like up front on the offensive side? They they're gonna struggle a little bit. Yeah. They got they got some key pieces they have to replace. And that's where I'm not going to break news today. I know something. I'm not going to break any news. But they got some they got some key place key pieces that they're going to have to be fixed. That makes game management hard, right? When you're if you go with a game managing quarterback, you want him to be protected up front. You want to be able to run the ball, sustain some drives, give your defense a breather, exactly, punt it well, all that stuff. And when your offensive line breaks down, some of that other things breaks down as well. So that's why Robbie Ashford's been getting. A little attention because he can do things without the offensive line. He's athletic enough to do some things. Yeah. So he's going to play. You're going to see some some packages and things like that. But, uh, you know, they're going to have to do some things. Is Calzada still there? there yeah, he's some, still there. There were some rumblings last week. He's still there. Okay. I don't know how long. I, I can't – I don't know. There was some rumblings with specificity last week that made me – whenever I hear rum, rumors, I don't – When the more specific they are, the more I'm like, huh. Yeah, um, it's again goes back to like if you're picking, in my opinion, I, I understand it from a Harson standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. All right, if you got a good defense, okay, you need somebody to take care of the ball. If I'm picking between Kyle's, because Kyle Zada and Finley are kind of the same guy, in my opinion, as far as not the same guy, but you get what I'm saying, same yeah, type, sure. same. So yeah. I'm looking. All right, which one of you two make the best decisions? Okay, I'm going to pick you, and then Robbie. You can do things if if all things break down. You can make plays with your feet and do things. He's going to be playing regardless. Okay. So it's between those two, I would think, you know, who starts. But I, I think it's going to be TJ. Um, LSU, real quick. Um, I think you're going to see Jaden Daniels. I, is he he may if some if somebody's paying attention in the in the show, he may announce something today. I don't know. I imagine Jaden Daniels will be your starter um, there. Um, and then I almost said JT. That's funny. Um, 
but Nuss is going to play. I think he's going to play both. Um, and look, I'm a I'm a Nuss Meyer fan. I have to say that on this show because of a personal relationships. I worked with his dad. I remember him as a kid. Makes me feel old. Um, but I love the family. I uh, love the kid. Um, he's going to play. He's talented. Have they he named anything? No. Uh, the expectation, according to a couple of people, is that it's going to happen tonight at 6.30 when Brian Kelly meets with the media. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, we are taping this as of right now. It's yeah. Tuesday, 3.20 in the afternoon. But I imagine Jaden Daniels will be your starter, but Nuss will play. Tuesday, August the 23rd. Happy birthday to my father, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How old? Turns 80 today. 8-0. Got a birthday party planned? I don't think so. Taking a dinner or anything? No, I got to go to Tupelo. But, dude, are you shitting me right now? I'm totally serious. Maybe we'll do something later, but I... I'll take him to dinner. He'd like that. Yeah, I'll take him. We'll go to walk-ons. Yeah, he'd like that. Eat some beignets. Walk-on Sports Beat. Look at you. You're so good. Walk-on <laughs> Sports Bistro. I know I'm learning. Hey, I'm coachable. <laughs> coach me, coach. Coach me, coach. Walk-on Sports Bistro, one of the uh, sponsors of this show. They technically aren't uh, sponsored till September 1st, but screw that. They're in. Um, we kind of break rules here. Yeah, we do. We don't really have rules. Oxford, uh, Madison, if you're in Oxford, coming into Oxford for uh, the games coming up, you got starting next weekend, you got Ole Miss and Troy. You got uh, Ole Miss Central Arkansas the weekend after that. Ole Miss Tulsa the final weekend of September. If you're coming up for one or all of those games, make walk-ons. Part of your weekend, stop in, check out some uh, other college games, stay on Sunday, watch the NFL. I went to walk-ons. We have uh, – so with my family, we do uh, on home games. We yep. go to walk-ons. So drop, drop one kid off at 5.30, go eat at walk-ons and go back to the game mm-hmm. here at Oxford. Yeah. So I had a suggestion. Go Chargers. So, go Chargers. So I had a um, – it was a suggestion. Somebody, somebody – I don't remember if it was on here or wherever it was. Somebody sent me a – Suggestion. So I had the ribeye po' boy with onion rings. Yes, <laughs> pretty damn good. Hit the spot. Hit the spot, and then I had the largest Miller Lite that they could offer. And she said, "Well, how big is?" I said, "The biggest glass you have. If you have a bucket, I'll take a bucket." But I got a nice large glass of ice cold Miller Lite. Pretty damn good. Also, if you're in Madison, Mississippi, stop at the uh, Walk-Ons. There, great location, uh, right there. Uh, I think near the Costco is the big anchor near it. So okay. uh, check that out, and uh, tell them. But you appreciate them sponsoring McCrady and Siski here, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. All right. Um, last thing, Bill Connolly. I don't think you were particularly aware of Bill Connolly. Those I have no idea. This guy could. I have no idea who he is. Media types are pretty interested in Connolly because he has. Uh, is he media? Well, he's ESPN. He he does some, but he's more of a analytic and computer guy who uh, does a lot of like uh, predictive type things using numbers and computers. I know this is terrible. I have never heard a guy. Okay, it's okay. I apologize. I apologize, Mr. Connolly. I think he'll be okay. I don't think he'll hold it against you. give two shits, but I think he's probably pretty smart. But he put out uh, his uh, final preseason ranking. I'm looking for it here. Um, Let's see if I can find it. And it was it was pretty interesting. Main thing, and here was the big question I've got. The big thing is that he is super high. And it's not he. His computer and the program that he's running is super high. So what is this based on? on so the give, me, give me give me the, the data points. Well, I'm not sure that I know completely. All right. But it's based on returning productivity. Okay. Your incoming 
productivity, in this case the portal recruits, okay. who's projected to help. He looks at schedules. He looks at the way that a schedule falls beyond just home away. Hey, you got a game after Alabama. Typically, you know, your computer, you factor that in. He factors in as much as you – look, you can't predict. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, I mean, if you you can't predict who's going to be injured, right? Yep. You know, when you play Auburn, since we're talking about Auburn, is that are you playing Auburn on a weekend where Auburn's completely healthy? Are you playing Auburn on a weekend where a couple of the linebackers are out because of injuries and maybe two offensive linemen yeah, are out? Well, it because makes a difference. Of, I mean, of course, it makes a difference. Are you playing Auburn? Are you playing? Are you playing LSU the weekend after they played Alabama? Are you playing LSU the weekend after they played North Texas? Right. Those are different things, and so computers have to take all that in. And you can't. You know, are you playing? Um, trying to think of a team that's really quarterback dependent. Are you playing Ohio State when C.J. Stroud has a a, a bum ankle? Or are you playing Ohio State where C.J. Stroud feels like a gazillion dollars? Because that's right. that's two different things. Two different things. And you can't completely predict that. So, no, I always love – to me, people try to pick it apart. Like, they've got them too high. They've got them. To me, what's interesting in his analytics was how high he has almost all of the SEC. He's got – I don't have it in front of me, but he's got Alabama 1, that's Georgia – yeah, Georgia fair. 2. Fair. But then in the top 10, he's got – I think Tennessee, forget them all the specifics. It's Tennessee, Ole Miss. No, it's Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Tennessee, 8, 9, 10. Okay. He's got Kentucky 11, I think. Okay. Arkansas 14. He's got Auburn and Mississippi State 2021 or 2120. I don't know which. It doesn't really matter. And he's got LSU like 26. He's really high on the whole league, which led me to my question to you is, is it possible? And look, all those teams play each other, so they're going to lose games. So the AP poll would reflect something Correct. different. It's going to change. But is it possible that the truth is the league is just really good? I, I do. And here, here's what I think about the league this year. I think you got, you got two at the top with Alabama and Georgia. Shocker, right? And then you got two at the bottom, I think, with Missouri and Vandy. And then the other ten teams – I mean, like, I wouldn't just be – I mean, who, who would be the – in that model, who's, who's your 12th best team? In his model, South Carolina is the 12th best team. Okay, so – he's, he's got – All right, so the only take, teams The only teams he's got as, quote, bad SEC teams are Missouri and Vandy. Okay, so let me – or if South Carolina won eight games or nine games this year, would you be completely just shocked and just beside yourself? They went seven and five last year. They went six and six, but one. They went games. seven and six. If seven they, and six. So if they went eight and four, would I be shocked? No. If they went nine and three, I'd be pretty damn shocked. Um, but you you feel what I'm saying like yeah, it's, no, I totally get your point. Any of those ten teams could win eight games. See, this is that's my thing. Is like we're doing this with you and I were talking about this earlier today. We're doing this with Auburn, and what I'm about to say is completely antithetical to what we're trying to talk about, which is computers, right? Right. We're taking the emotion out of it. I can't help but do this. Every single time someone goes, man, Auburn's going to suck. And I'm like, well, they never really do suck. And you know when they never suck? They never suck when people tell me they're going to suck. They never suck when they, everybody thinks they're going to suck. And then I always go, but they've got a lot of talent and along the lines of what you said, and they're really good on one side of the ball. Now, is Auburn going to win the national championship? No, 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 no. no. They're going to lose some games. They're going to play some teams that I – 
I don't think they can beat because I just don't have enough offensive firepower. But two things stick out with me with Auburn. One is I can't get last year's Iron Bowl completely out of my head. And people go, well, that's the Iron Bowl. It's emotional, blah, blah, blah. And it's football. At the end of the day, it's football. And Auburn last year lined up and went toe-to-toe with Alabama, lost late in overtime and all that stuff, lost the game, and Alabama went on and you know the rest. But they were right there. And I can't completely throw that out. And Ole Miss was a 10-2 team last year. And Ole Miss – just got beat there. I mean, Corral wasn't healthy. It was a struggle. I get it. But Auburn won that game. Auburn won with – they were pretty good on defense. Now, they had some stinkers. Mississippi State was a bad bad, Man, yep. a bad a look for Brian Harson and that team that day. I mean – I remember turning that game off. Yeah, you th- I thought Auburn was blowing them out. Yeah. And then you looked up and it's like, whoa. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that Auburn was a good football team or that there shouldn't have been criticism because, duh. But Auburn beat A&M. I mean, they, so when people go, they're going to suck, I'm like, well, they probably aren't going to suck. And Brennan's girlfriend's back. Oh, thank you. Man. They love them some Brennan. They do love Brennan. Um, I do this with Mississippi State a little bit, where I, 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 I wonder if Mississippi State, if that exact same roster wore a different uniform, if we would talk about them the way that we do, which is we just dismiss them. Yeah, here's the thing is, and I want to say this too, is like, and I saw Grind, I saw you said, I got to scroll up here before all Brendan's girlfriends showed up. But we thought the same, and let me explain something. This oh, is, Auburn lost to A&M, I'm sorry. A&M, that's right, A&M beat Alabama and Auburn and lost everybody else. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. is well, like, like Auburn beat Ole Miss, Auburn beat Arkansas. Those were two good teams last year. Lost the state, that's the one I turned off. Yeah. All right, but here, here's the thing is I always say this. Remember from like 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 a year ago. Say, let's go back 12 months ago. Everybody's saying the same damn thing about Arkansas. Oh, they're not going to do they're not going to do this, they're not going to do that because of the uniform they wear. Yeah, but then they go beat A&M like, "Oh, and they beat Texas." Oh, oh. and they turn out to be a good team, right? Yeah. But but here's the thing is like I mean, they're a two-point play away from going 9 and 3 a year ago. We need to put this on a t-shirt cuz this is like my favorite saying. There's there are, you know, let's take let's take Alabama and Georgia out. And let's take Missouri and uh, Vandy out. Alabama, Georgia out. Let's take those middle 10 teams. Yeah. Every one of those 10 teams, this is my favorite saying, we'll put this on a T-shirt, they have enough ass to kick ass. Okay? Yeah, I think that's fair. They got that's enough my ass point. to kick ass. Right? Like if, and, you, if you put those 10 teams in a bucket, throw out Missouri, throw out Vandy, throw out Alabama and Georgia, and put those t- 10 teams in a bucket and go, okay, they're going to play. And that those 10 teams – are going to play a nine-game conference schedule. They're Pro- talented enough at some position Pro- to win games. Predict them, and you're like, God, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you'd have a really hard time with it. I mean, you wouldn't just automatically go, oh, A&M, or automatically go, oh, that's Ole Miss, or that's Auburn. Or, no, you you could make a pretty compelling argument. Well, let's do that for a minute. Those 10 teams play essentially a round-robin conference tournament. Yeah. No Alabama game, no Georgia game, no gimme over Vandy, and no Missouri. They're all going to play each other. You're going to have that is have going a bunch to, of different outcomes. That is going to be a congested final standings. Yeah, it's like the NFL. I mean, like there, there is truly. I will say this from top to bottom. I think it's the most competitive it's been in a long time, because usually there's been more than just one team on each division that you would say, "Oh man," you know. But I just think it's going to be competitive. I do. Um, like I'm, what I'm curious about. I think Florida is a big. Uh, where does he have Florida ranked? Out of curiosity. Down a little. 
I'm probably I'm, I don't know, and I know Billy. Um, I love Billy, but I don't I don't know how good they're going to be. I don't know how bad they're going to be. But if you told me they were going to be good, I'm not going to be surprised because I know Billy. Um, I just I'm very curious. My my head's starting to clear up a little bit on some as we go through camp. I'm able to talk to some people. Um, I'm probably starting to get a little bit. Uh, if we redid our SEC predictions, I'd probably start moving the LSU Bengal Tigers up a little bit. Okay. I think they're going to be good. Better than I thought. Um, he's got some – He's. we'll finish with this. He's got some best bets okay. using using SP+. Plus. Uh, Texas A&M, the, the under at 8.5. Bullshit. He says, according to SP+, Plus, there's a 62% chance that the Aggies – this is the computer – that the Aggies finish with eight or fewer wins. Meanwhile, with plus 140 odds, that means the break-even percentage is at 42%. That 20-point cushion is one of the largest you'll find. If you want to throw away money, go ahead and bet on that. Okay. These are best bets. You can get – this is where I wonder what's wrong with this computer. Alabama under 11, you can get that at plus 110. He says there's a 35% chance of a push on this one, meaning 11 and 1. So that's not an overt amount of potential here, but the Crimson Tide have only an 8. I mean, sure. Their computer says the Crimson Tide is an 18% chance of finishing 12-0, and 0, so there's not a ton of risk either. Uh, same with Georgia under 11. He says we're talking about basically the same odds as Bama, only a 43% chance of going under, but only a 21% chance of Georgia going 12-0. and 0. I definitely would bet on Georgia going at 11-1 and 1 before I would do Alabama. But 11-1 is a push, so all you lose is the juice is his point. These I are from a gambling standpoint. Uh, Missouri over five. You can get Missouri over five at minus 150. The minus 150 odds mean a 60% break-even percentage. The Tigers only have a 61% chance of hitting the hitting the over. But, again, the risk is minimal, he says. There's only a 14% chance they finish under five. And then his other best bet is Ole Miss over seven and a half. He says, again, you've got a huge break-even percentage to clear here. But SP plus gives the Rebels a seventy percent chance of going eight and four or better. Decent cushion. Again, it's his computer. His computer's fucking broke. <laughs> you made it a long way without an F. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, dude. I mean, here's the thing, and I get that. By the way, I pulled up his final SP. Go ahead, finish your point. Right. I've got this. Here, here's the we got a big thing going on right now that like you got to be careful with all these preseason predictions. We got this bad boy called the transfer portal that's going to make these harder, and he sort of acknowledges that. Okay, because you're going all here's, these here's guys his, that you're thinking are going to be really good players, or man, you're shooing these guys in for starting spots may not win the starting spot, right? And that could create some chemistry. So create some issues in the locker room. I can think of one right off the top. Um, he's got his top ten of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, five. Michigan, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Tennessee, round out the top 10. He's got Kentucky at 11, uh, Arkansas 14, Cincinnati who plays Arkansas in week one at 16. Well, that line's bouncing all around that number, by the way. Is it? Yeah, I looked at bets today. Mississippi State's at 20, Auburn at 21. He's got Texas at 22, Florida at 26, LSU at 28. South Carolina at 37, and then uh, Vanderbilt at like 10. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. So we what, what's the over? Straight. What's the win total on LSU? Do you know? Yeah, Vanderbilt is at 108. LSU, he's got uh, 
I'm looking for win totals. Um, I know we got some gambling junkies in, in the chat. What y'all got? Win total LSU. Yeah, so LSU projected wins. He's got um, 6.5 oh, projected wins hammer, for LSU. Hammer. Hammer the over. He's got Alabama winning the computer projecting 10.5 wins. Georgia 10.6 wins. Uh, Ole Miss 8.2 wins. Texas A&M 8. Tennessee 8. Arkansas seven. Oh, I like like the over now. Uh, Mississippi State six point eight. Auburn six point six. Florida seven point one. LSU six point five. And then I think Vanderbilt was two. He has South Carolina. His computer, I should say, it's not him. South Carolina um, winning six point two games. Did your boy Lane name a starting quarterback today? If he did, I'm unaware of it. Yesterday, he said that he. Just wasn't ready to do it. Didn't know. Are y'all allowed to go to media at all? Or are y'all done for the while? Oh no, we got media. We got I mean, y'all uh, allowed to go to practice? No, first two periods. Like we see them stretch. I oh, got you. Everybody's everybody's quads and hamstrings are good and limber when we when we leave. Can I can I tell? Can I know you got some crazy Ole Miss fans on here? Can I tell y'all how to find out? If you really want to find out who the starting quarterback is, sure. When they start, what's it's today Tuesday? Yeah, tomorrow when they start. I'm imagining they start tomorrow when you start game prep for Troy. You want to go up in that parking deck, car parking garage, and when the ones roll out there. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, that's going to be who's starting. We talked about this in the Alex Rexon podcast, and I don't want to make this an Ole Miss show. No, we're, 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 we got talking yeah, when still in the SEC. Yeah, they're in the SEC. Where Kiffin's got a – where I think Kiffin's got a, a conundrum's not the right word, but I think he's got to massage this the right way, is if he's not 100% positive – that his quarterback is dark. He's got to give this as much time as he can because look, if you're if you're Luke Altmaier, who's a sophomore, Luke's 19. If you're Luke and you don't get the job and you lose the job to a guy who's younger than you, but he's a redshirt freshman. He, did he play in four last year? Yeah, I think the extra one was the Sugar Bowl, right? I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry. Regardless, if you lose the job. To uh, to a, a, a same age, a young man who's younger than you. Um, you've got to think about your four games this year. You do. You got to think if if you, if you, look if your goal. No, if, I get it. If your goal is to be the quarterback at Ole Miss one day, then whatever. But if your goal is just to be a quarterback in the SEC or a Power Five, you've got to think about hey, I'm more attractive in the portal with three full years of eligibility than I am with two. Yeah, I get, look, I get it. Um, you just are. Yeah, Altmar played in five games last year, so he's got okay, to. Thank you. He's got to think about his redshirt year. So he's got to think about it. If he's not named the yeah. starter, people can get. And I know people will get mad at me. No, I. It's a valid. It's a valid point. You're I mean, viewing I, it from an Ole Miss perspective. If you're Luke, and I'm not saying that Luke would do this, I have no idea. But it would have. You'd have to think about it. And if you're Lane, you have to think that he's thinking about it. All right. So here, here's the deal, though. Too is you can play in four, right? You can play in four. If you play in the fifth, like if Luke never enters the Sugar Bowl, he's a red shirt freshman this year. I think where you get man, that's a that's a yeah. I mean, but here it's hard to say because here here's the here's the deal, right? Is I want you to think about this. this is probably more of a scenario with what you're talking about. Because the way the season starts, there should be some time for him to get in the game. Let's say Dart's the quarterback. 
Okay. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, sure. So there's going to be some opportunities for him to get some quality reps. But if they're all mop-up reps. That's what I'm I'm saying. But, all right, now let's say all of a sudden Dart goes down. You're going to want him in the SEC to be able to play him in those four games to not count a year. So there's there's some – there's some balance there. There is. I'm just saying, if you're if you're Luke, you it, in today's environment with the ability to transfer and be the quarterback someplace in January. Yeah, and I, I've it's been gotta, in those. It's I've gotta, been in these situations before. It's got to cross your mind. Yeah. So I've been in these situations before as a coach, and this is usually okay. So you you make this agreement, right? So I've just been in it, and right, wrong, or indifferent. This is how I handle it. Um, you you sit down when like whenever the decisions are made. And mm-hmm. so I can't speak for their staff. I'm not on their staff. I'm just telling you the staffs that I've been on. You're having this off day, which is usually our first day of classes is when we had our off day because um, first day of class is the worst practice ever. So we just gave them off day. You're having these roster meetings, right, where you're talking about, all right, potential travel squads, jersey change numbers if you got guys on, you know, all that stuff. You, you have to go through all these meetings. All right, so now i got a kid that I need to talk about redshirting or not redshirting. And so what usually happens is I go into the game, I'm like, look, there's probably going to be an opportunity for you to play in this game. Now it's a lot easier with four games, but you got you say, hey, look, I'm not going to play you going into this game to save your four games. And the kid's usually really cool about it because he knows that you're looking out for his best interest. Right. But there has been two scenarios in spe- specifically that I can think of to where it was like, hey, look, you're now going to play for an extended period of time. Do you want to play or do you want to sit? In both of those times, the player wanted to play. Of course. Even though it wasn't a full season, it was like four or five games, the player wanted to play. We as, also, a co- as a coaching staff, what you don't want to do is burn a red shirt for like two plays. But I'll, Correct. No, it's, it's extended period of time, right? right? If it goes into two plays, we've been in that situation as well. Hell, we were in that situation with Matt Corral, his uh, true freshman year. Yeah. Okay. Same. I mean, so you're you're in those. You've been in those situations before, and that's where you got a little bit of uh, cushion there with Kincaid Dent, because he's not going to be. I mean, he can go in there and operate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not going to be. I mean, he can oh, go that's operate. Why I, that's, I'm interested. There's a lot I'm interested. Like against Troy, let's say it's forty-two to ten. You'll know the thought process at that fourth time. quarter if if Dent takes the field as the backup, assuming Dart's the starter. If Dent comes in as the mop-up guy because you need to get Dart off the field, you need to get some backups in, blah, blah, blah. If that happens, then you'll know that no matter what anybody says that the conversations have taken place. Yeah, conversations has been had. And it's, and it's actually, if that happens, it's good on Lane too, right? So he's protecting the kid at the same time, looking out for his best interest. Um, but if he goes out there, then that's also the conversation is going to be had regardless. I mean, let's don't, let's don't, let's call it what it is. If he goes out there, the conversation could have had taken place too, and he, he'd just say, hey, I want to play. Right. You know, and I always say this too, and right, wrong, or indifferent, the probability of a player these days staying for five years. Oh, it's, it's, it's virtually nil. Okay. Right. And if he decides to stay for five years, the probability of him being out-recruited is high. Right. So the last thing you want to do as a player is like, okay, I'm going to sit for my turn or whenever my turn to transfer. Well, hell, you don't know how it's going to work out. You could get hurt tomorrow. And so that's why a lot of competitors are going to play. Um, but, you know, like we talked about last week on your show, like, you know, the, two, the thing I'm interested in, only that just reminded me because I saw what you put in there. Here's the thing I'm interested in is how many true freshmen 
get limited reps, even when they're really good, to protect them from getting tampered with. Yeah, because you show too much and your price tag goes up. I'm just going can I can I call Johnny because he's the one. All right, so for people that don't know, for whatever reason, this goes back to way before he even committed here. Quinshawn Junkins is our uh, sample profile mm-hmm. on Quick U because his high school coach was Patrick Browning at Pike Road, which I've, I know Patrick. Okay. And so when we first started Quick U over, well over 18 months ago, he was the first profile that we used as an example, and he just happens to come here, right? So right. I need to say I've seen him a few times on film. All right, so like thousands of times. If he goes out against Alabama or Auburn, he's from Pike Road, Alabama. Yeah. And he runs for 220. Well, yeah, but the the better question is if he gets like six carries and gets fifty two yards, and a couple of those runs are like eye poppers. I'm just letting everybody know. Don't get your feelings hurt when it's bum 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 bum. Is that the ULM fight song? It is. He's going to ULM. Yeah. Like I'm just telling. That's going to happen this year, somewhere. Oh, for sure. And like, well, you already see it. I mean, like guys perform and the price tags go up. And sometimes the price tags go up to places that you can't afford. There's, that, and there's, I, there's I'm pecking so, orders. Like, I am so interested in to see how that happens because that's going to happen sure. this year. Absolutely. And our, our good friends at Georgia Tech, it happened to them last year. Yeah. All right. Jameer Gibbs is now playing tailback for the Crimson Tide. Yeah, the wide receivers at uh, Kentucky, uh, Jaden Ivey's at, at Ole Miss. I mean, there's a bunch of cats off that team that they didn't have NIL money and guys left. I mean, it's going to happen. And when you get somebody that goes and runs for that premier position, the money's going to get ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, so I'm curious about – that's something I'm I'm actually – the game within the game. Like, I'm like, all right, guys, we got mop-up duty time here or you're up ahead on somebody. Yeah, let's put in somebody else. That's where you're putting in that guy that, hey, you know what, you've – you walked on and you've – You've earned You it. really worked hard. Yeah. There you go. I literally – we were talking about that the other day. I don't know what I would do. I really don't because your brain goes in different places on game day. Yeah. All right. I'm living proof of that. I used to say how my brain is right well, now. Well, the, the flip side of it is if you don't play guys like that, now then they're going to leave on their own. they're pissed There's off. There's this balance, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if you just play them and hope you can figure out a way to work it out. Well, you play them and you – behind the scenes you start going, hey, we got to put some things together here. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. know if that's the strategy. I mean, it's it, – but what if you're somewhere you don't have a place? You don't have a place to put the money you don't together? Have, well, you don't have a guy that you can go get money with. You're, you're done. You're going to lose him. I mean, that's just – You're going to lose him. I'm just so – That's that's already that's already happened. You just talked about it with Georgia Tech. It's it's just going to keep happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm – And that's where, I, that's where I wonder down the road from a fan retention standpoint. At those kinds of programs, the fans go, this is stupid. Every time we have a good player, he leaves. No, that's that's a good point. Well, and here's the thing, too. If every time that the Braves, like the Braves are the opposite of this, right? Because the Braves just go sign everybody on, to long-term deals because Anthopolis is very good at what he does. But if you did the opposite, if every time the Braves had a good young player. The Marlins. If they immediately went, well, we can't afford him. Let's trade him to the Yankees. The Marlins. You'd be like, hey, you know what? I'm done with this. And you look at the Marlins' attendance. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the it's it's the part of college football. It's that 
Everyone goes, well, the teams at the top will be great. Yep. The teams at the bottom, no one cares. It's the teams in the soft middle that suddenly can't retain talent that I wonder about how, how do they retain fan bases. And on that note that's kind of interesting to me is you know how we were talking about the haves and the have-nots and the Yankees and all that stuff? There are some teams out there that we thought were going to go away. Or not go away, but we're not going to be as competitive in NIL that are recruiting probably better now than they did before NIL, which is scary. Yeah. Like anybody thought that the Georgia Bulldogs were going to check up? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it didn't happen. It, it's not happening. Quickie Clyde. I see it. <laughs> I'm, it's scary. So we'll come back Thursday afternoon. and uh, Dude, you know what we got Thursday? Got games to – got lines to – it's betting Thursday, man. Betting Thursday here on the big show. That's right. First one, week week zero betting Thursday. We're going to get all of our Vanderbilt, Hawaii thoughts out. Got I got four I'm ready to go on. I, I like four games. Okay. I looked at them. Got Northwestern and, and Nebraska. Yep. Got uh, Utah State, UConn. That's okay. You got Illinois, Wyoming. Yeah, Illinois plays Wyoming and Champaign. You got Vandy, Hawaii. You got uh, a bunch of like uh, Florida State's playing, North Carolina's playing, a lot, a lot of FCS games and all that stuff. So we'll jump into that. Maybe by then there will be. Well, LSU's going to name a quarterback tonight. It sounds like maybe there'll be some uh, news around the league that we'll talk about as well. Again, we've been brought to you by our friends at Rain Total Body Fuel, three hundred milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Uh, thanks to everybody in the uh, streams. A lot of fun here on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. Hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed you being here and look forward to talking to you again on Thursday. For Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. Until next time, take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.